Welcome to the How to Start a Career course from Plato University, where you're going to learn the secret job search strategies of top candidates to find meaningful work, build your network, and have long-lasting career success. If you want to learn how to land your dream job in any type of market, join us at plato.university for exclusive content and actionable exercises with every lesson. I'm your learning guide, Brandon Stover, and let's get started. All right, welcome back. In the last lesson, we wrapped up our last piece of promotional material that we're going to use to apply to jobs. In the previous lessons, we covered creating our personal brand, developing our online profiles, creating a portfolio, and finally getting our resume in tip-top shape. Taking these promotional materials and everything that we collected in our self-inventory and research on companies, we're now ready to dive into the process to get hired. And that's what we're going to cover today giving an overview of the process, and then in the following lessons, we'll dive into each particular step, going deep into how you can master it so that at the end of this, you're getting hired. Now, what does this process look like that we're going to go through? Well, oftentimes, there's going to be some sort of initial application, often written, that you're doing on their website or some sort of job board. Then many times, there's going to be some sort of short phone screen, either where they're talking to you on a phone call for 15 minutes or the person filtering through applications gets on a Zoom call with you for 15 minutes. These first two steps are really just seeing if you have the skills and competencies to do the job. They're trying to narrow down all the different applicants into a short list that they can move to the next steps, where you start going through a round of interviews. Depending on the company and the complexity of the job you're applying for, the more interviews that you're going to have. In the typical case, your first interview is probably going to be some sort of video interview one-on-one -on -one with somebody. Here, they're diving a little bit more into the experiences that you have to make sure that you're actually capable of doing the job. If you do well in this interview, they might follow up with some sort of test project or task in order for you to actually demonstrate that you have the skills that you said you did. Then again, depending on your industry, you may have a second interview. This might be a panel interview with the team that you're working with, the CEO, and the hiring manager. Or you might even be invited in for a half or full day interview so they can have you do a series of tasks and observe how you work with others. At this point, they're not so much concerned about whether you have the skills and competencies or not because they filtered that out before and whether you can actually solve problems because they've seen that in the first interview or in the follow-up task. Here, they're trying to see if you're a good fit for the team. Are you gonna mend well with others? Do you fit in with their culture? What are your personality traits like? After you've had that second interview, you may be asked in for more, especially if there's a large pool of applicants. But eventually you'll get to the point where if you did well in all those interviews, they might do some reference or background check and then send you an offer letter. Once you get the offer letter, you can enter into negotiation, developing the best salary and benefits package for you. Once you both come into agreement, you'll get your final offer letter and can finally accept a job. Now, something to keep in mind as you go through this process is hiring managers do not care about you. Yes, you heard me correctly. It may be brutal, but it's the reality. This is one of the most important things to realize as you approach finding a new role, getting a raise, or almost anything to do with your career. You care about you. You care about your family and why you need this job or a raise, but the hiring manager you're talking to, your boss, or a potential employer does not. Initially, they don't care about you. But you know what they do care about? Themselves and what you can do for them. Now, counterintuitively, this is actually a great thing for you because most people cannot get out of the me first mindset. Vast majority of applicants approach each application from a me first mindset. 
This is why I want this role. This is why my skill set is great. This is why I'm special. They were never told that hiring managers only want to understand how you can solve their particular problem or help them reach their goal. Understanding this simple, brutal truth puts you in the top 5% of candidates because now you can frame your skills, your competencies, your most valuable contribution in a way that resonates with the employer's unique problems and pain points. So keep this brutal truth in your mind as you go through each step that you're here to solve their problems. Also remember what the employer is looking for and what they're most concerned about, the risk of hiring somebody. Employers hate risk and one risk stands above all the others, that they hire you and you don't work out. This would cost the employer a lot of money. During the application process, employers have a lot of anxiety. The thoughts that are running through their mind are you won't be able to do the job. You lack the necessary skills or experience and the hiring interview won't uncover this. They're afraid you'll only stay around for a few weeks or at most a few months until you find a better job. They're afraid it may take you too long to master the job and thus it'll be too long before you turn a profit for the organization. They're afraid you won't get along with other workers there or you will develop a personality conflict with the boss. They're afraid you will only do the minimum that you can get away with rather than the maximum that the boss was hoping for. Since every boss these days is trying to keep their workforce as small as possible, they are hoping for the maximum productivity from each new hire. They're afraid you will always have to be told what to do next rather than taking initiative. They're afraid you might have a disastrous character flaw not evident in the interview or application process and ultimately reveal yourself to be either dishonest, irresponsible, or an employer's worst nightmare. If this is a large organization and your boss is not the top person there, they might be afraid of you bringing discredit upon them because of your bad actions, making them lose face with the boss upstairs and possibly costing them a raise or a promotion themselves. In the end, employers want to hire people who can bring in more money than they are paid. Every organization has two main preoccupations for its day-to-day work, challenges they are facing and what solutions those challenges their employees and management are coming up with. Therefore, the main thing the employer is trying to figure out during the hiring process is will you be part of the solution there or just another part of the problem? So now let's discuss how you can go through this application process with ease. We're going to cover each step that I just went through in the recruiting funnel in depth in the following lessons, but I want to give you some high-level tactics to use to make the entire process easier. And this is going to boil down to creating a plan, carving out time to work the process, and building in deadlines and accountability to keep you motivated if the going gets hard. It's a disciplined approach to running your job search that creates results and helps navigate the pitfalls of the application process. During our research and process of creating a career plan in the earlier lessons, we created a list of companies and roles that we were going to go after. And during that career plan, we created a list of 10 companies that we wanted to go tackle in our plan A. Our top companies, our middle companies, and our bottom companies. As you begin the process, start with the roles you are least interested in because it will give you a chance to get your sea legs when it comes to navigating the application process. This is especially important if you were early in your career or jumping back into the workforce after some time off. Now what I want you to do with this list of companies is to create a tracking system using a spreadsheet because it will serve as your point of reference for how many roles you have applied to and where you are in each process. Rarely are hiring managers going to keep track of this themselves. So by staying organized and following up, you'll stand out from your competition and increase your chances of moving forward. As you may have guessed, I'll have a template of a spreadsheet for you to use. But if you're making your own, you want to write down things like the company's name, what your interest level is in them, 
the link to their website, the role that you're applying for, the location where you can apply for this job, whether it be their website or a job board, the date that you applied, the hiring manager's name and email, their LinkedIn, a column for what phase of the process you're in based on the phases that I just spoke about earlier, a column for following up, noting a date when you followed up with them and where you followed up with them, and a column of general notes, keeping track of the discussion that you've had with the hiring manager or person you're applying with. Having this for each one of your companies is going to help you keep better track of where you are in the process for each application. The next step in our process is having daily dedicated time to doing applications. Especially if you're out of a job right now, your job is getting a job. So you should treat it like one. It's essential that you set aside regular time, ideally each day, but a minimum a few times a week in order to work this process. It's also beneficial to set a specific location. You can think about it like your office. That's basically dedicated for you to go through this process. So examples might be 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at a cafe down the block. Or maybe 12 to 1 p.m. each weekday between classes at the university library. Or maybe 5 to 6 p.m. Tuesday and Thursday in your home office after the kids go to bed. And Saturday 6 to 8 a.m. before they wake up. No matter what you decide, get out an actual calendar and time blocks off some space in order to begin moving through this application process every week and ideally every day. Do not skip this part. Most people will work their job search when they feel like it or when inspiration hits. And this is one of the reasons why most people don't thrive in their careers. Add this to your calendar, tell your significant other, create accountability and get excited. This is your time and it's one of the best investments you can make in your career. Step three is setting specific goals about how many companies you want to apply to each week and how many people you're reaching out to. So you want to commit to a minimum number of outbounds per week. Then you can divide this number by how many dedicated time slots you've created in your week to understand how many outbounds you need to send each time your butt is in the seat. Now, outbounds are a specific communication that's aimed at helping you get a job. For example, filling out an application, showing interest in a role on AngelList or LinkedIn and adding a personalized note, reaching out to a loose connection to schedule a coffee or a call, following up with a former boss to see if they may know of opportunities that would be a good fit for you, reaching out to people that work at organizations that you want to work at and speaking to them. An outbound is submitting an application, sending an email, or networking, which leads to an opportunity like an introduction, referral, or a formal interview. Now, how many outbounds and applications are you going to need to do? Well, this is highly variable, and depending on your skill set, seniority, and other factors, you may have to send 100 to 200 applications in per accepted job offer. Now, I realize that this sounds like a lot, and it is. But remember, most people are not going to have the clarity that you have because you've done your self-inventory and have a deep understanding of your maximum value contribution to these employers. Nor will they have positioned themselves in a way to stand out to hiring managers. And lastly, very few people are going to follow a process like you're learning here. So it's more likely that it's going to take you far less. But let's prepare for the worst, just in case. The last thing I want you to do to set yourself up for this process is to get yourself some sort of accountability buddy. Think about if you were starting a new workout routine. It's much easier to do it with another group of people or at the very least a workout partner because they help you keep you on track and accountable, especially if the going gets rough. Ideally, you want to set up a weekly call, FaceTime or in real life to check in with your accountability partner. This person could be a spouse, significant other, mentor, previous colleague, good friend or family member. But make sure whoever you choose, they have good judgment 
not afraid to challenge you or call you on your BS. They're reliable and stick to a regular check-in schedule, and they're honest. You can even share your progress tracker for your applications and reporting to your accountability partner each week to help keep you motivated. As you go through this process, don't forget to treat yourself with rewards. They don't need to be grandiose. It could be as simple as getting your favorite coffee for finishing your outbound quota for the day or doing a special dinner and movie night if you meet your weekly goal. Small rewards help create a sense of achievement, which will build confidence, which you're going to need during the interview, and keep the momentum going. So for your activity today, I want you to download the spreadsheet and set up your application tracking system. Then go through the rest of the steps of time blocking your days and getting an accountability partner for yourself so that you're ready to go through this process that we're going to cover in the following lessons. As you're reaching out to your accountability partners, here's a script that you can use. Hi, name. I always thought you do such a great job being intentional with both your personal and professional goals. Do you have someone who helps you with that? I'm trying to get better at holding myself accountable, plus meeting goals, and would love to have an accountability partner like you. Would you have time to dedicate an accountability partnership with me where we could help each other? And then sign off with your name. I promise that there's somebody else out there that would love to have an accountability partner, and it will be a valuable friendship that you guys built. So don't be afraid to reach out. Thank you for taking the How to Start a Career course. To get everything you need for your job search, including advanced resources, personal coaching, and a community of passionate learners, then visit plato.university slash courses slash career and join us for free. Again, that's plato.university slash courses slash career. This course was produced by Plato University, where students turn passions into purpose and learn skills to change the world. Learn more at plato.university.